Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Adam Barry, who covers the Pirates for MLB.com. Adam, we have a lot of topics to talk about, so we're going to get straight to it. Let's just get to McCutcheon. Let's get this out of the way because he's been the talk of camp, and a lot of guys are exhausted about talking about him. But a couple of things I learned this morning, it's Wednesday in Pirates camp at Photo Day. Uh, not only was he a great ball player, everyone knows he was a great person. People are going to be carrying a lot of things that, they, that he taught them into 2018 there's a there's a void but it's going to be filled so let's talk about left field and and the outfield looking different so let's start who who's up for left field yeah so left field is kind of a complicated picture right now uh adam frazier is probably the most likely guy to get everyday starts uh jordan luplo is certainly in the picture they just uh traded for an outfielder from the red sox named bryce brents who was out of options so he has a pretty good chance to make the roster hit 31 home runs at triple a last year he's got some power he's an interesting fit there as a right-handed guy maybe the platoon with adam frazier Uh, they've got sean rodriguez a veteran utility man who could do it all he could factor into there and it's still, you know, there's still a lot of guys out there. There's still trade talks going around. So it's at least possible they could try to get somebody else in that left field spot. But we know it's left field, which is not something we knew a couple weeks ago. Starling Marte's in center, that's for certain. Gregory Polanco is in right. He's not moving back to left. So they are looking to fill that spot, and they have a lot of guys in camp who can do it. Okay, so let's talk about the the culture, uh, the, the environment uh, right now in camp. Obviously, guys are... They're tired of talking about what's not here. They're, they want to look forward to 2018. What have you noticed here in camp so far? Yeah, I think there were a couple of days where we looked back a lot. It was David Free showing up and talking about the winning uh, culture or lack thereof the last two years. It was Josh, Har- Josh Harrison reporting to camp and saying that, you know, he still wants to be traded if there's not a commitment to winning. But then since then, it's been looking forward a lot more. And I think you really see it on the pitching side. Uh, guys have talked about a cool kind of energy, a different atmosphere, a good feeling, uh, just a really tightly knit group. I mean, these guys eat breakfast together every morning. They get along very well. They're all young. They have a lot of upside and potential. So on the pitching side, there's a lot of optimism and a lot to look forward to. And there really is on the position player side, too, you know, with Josh Bell and Adam Frazier and Polanco and Marte and all these guys, you just had to get beyond the initial Andrew McCutcheon is not here conversation. So I think it's heading that way. 
a lot of the last week was looking back. The rest of the spring will probably be looking forward a little bit more. Okay, let's talk about the, the youth a little bit and that rotation. So younger guys, confident guys, though, you've added Joe Musgrove, and Jameson Tyone is looking to be the ace. What do you like about this starting rotation? I think the fact that it is so young and there is so much upside, and they're all kind of at the same part of their career. You know, Joe Musgrove has pitched in the in the big leagues as a starter. He's pitched in the World Series as a reliever. He has that experience. Jamison Tyone obviously has all the upside and talent in the world. He has the poise of an ace, of a staff leader. He's the kind of guy you want in there. If he can stay healthy and stay on the, on the mound, he's the guy that you can trust atop the rotation. Ivan Nova showed up to camp looking great. He lost 10 pounds. Uh, he's trying to be sort of the veteran influence for this group. Um, he, he can knock down innings. He can be that innings eater, a durable guy. And if he's healthy, unlike last year, he can probably do it a little more effectively than he did in the second half last season. And then you have Chad Cool and Trevor Williams, who had great second halves last year. There's a lot of upside for bottom of the rotation guys there. And then there's depth with Stephen Brawl, Tyler Glasnow, Nick Kingham, Clay Holmes. You're starting to see a lot of those guys get to the point where they could make an impact on the big league level. So what they may lack in proven uh, you know, sort of uh, experience, they have a lot of uh, depth and upside to make up for it. So we talked to Clint Hurdle on Wednesday morning at Photo Day, and I asked him about the NL Central and the Cubs getting Darvish and the Brewers getting Kane and Yelich and the Cardinals getting Osuna. And he said, we're not worried about that. That's not our focus. Our focus is our team and what's in front of us. And when you start to compare yourself, that's when you get in trouble. But for you, Adam, I want to know, you saw the NL Central kind of start to, you know, bulk up a little bit and, and get their engines going. What does that mean for the Pirates? Yeah, it's. I can understand where Clint's coming from, that he doesn't want to look outside when they have so many things going on here that they're trying to take care of. But you can't deny the fact that the division is loaded right now. The Cubs aren't going anywhere. You know, They might even be better than last year when they were coming off that World Series kind of hangover effect. And then they go out and they add a Darvish, a Tyler Chatwood, and a really strong young lineup still there in place. The Brewers have such a great team right now, surprising last year. Now a really strong outfield. Do they have the pitching? I don't know. The Cardinals, that lineup looks great. The rotation's talented. They've added to the bullpen. There's a lot of – it's hard to see the Pirates kind of breaking through that at this point just based on the changes they've made. But they say they haven't affected their chances to win. You know, maybe they're about even. But last year they still finished in fourth place. They would need a lot to go right to really contend in the NL Central this year. And if you squint and you look hard enough, you can see it in that clubhouse. You can see Marte returning to form. You can see Polanco taking that step. You can see Josh Bell, you know, sort of developing into that middle-of-the-lineup guy. And all these pitchers hit their upsides. And Felipe Rivero leads a really hard-throwing young bullpen with a lot of interesting arms. But that's a lot of ifs. And the Cubs don't have that many ifs. The Brewers don't have that many ifs. The Cardinals don't have that many ifs. So it would take a lot for, to go right, basically, for the Pirates to do it this year. If you look toward the future a little bit, when these guys have a little more experience, a little more time together, maybe. But right now, it's just sort of tough sledding for the Pirates in the NL Central. Who's a guy that you are going to keep your eye on or want to keep your eye on on camp that people aren't paying attention to? I don't know if enough people are talking about Colin Moran because most people have talked about the trades that sent out Garrett Cole and sent out Andrew McCutcheon. But watching Colin Moran around here the last couple of days, he's got some real power. We all heard about the swing changes he made uh, last offseason. It showed in AAA. Guy's got a lot of power. He knows what he's doing. He's really instantly hit it off with Josh Bell, which is interesting. Those guys will be in the corner infield spots for a long time coming. Smart hitters, smart guys. Moran's a little quiet, so he's not going to draw the limelight to himself. But I think the bat kind of speaks pretty loudly. And if you know, if you can get 20 home runs out of third base at PNC Park as a left-handed hitter, that's going to be a really good acquisition for them. So I think Colin Moran is going to be a guy to watch this spring. Okay, last question. We've, we've been talking about a lot about what the team needs to work on and, and what they can do, but 
when fans come out to the ballpark and they're looking for their guy or they're looking for something special, what are two or three things that they should be looking for in 2018 from the Pirates? I think Jamison Tyone and his development into the staff ace is definitely going to be one of the storylines to watch. I think Gregory Polanco is this his year. Does he become that guy that we've always been talking about? He's healthy. He looks great. He got back to focusing on being more athletic this offseason, whereas last year he focused too much on building strength and muscle, and it resulted in a bunch of injuries last year. So Tyone and Polanco, and I think Felipe Rivero, he's still here. He's still one of the best closers in baseball. If you get to the ninth inning, you have a guy who's going to be here for a long time now. He's fun to watch. The question is probably how do you get to Rivero in the bullpen, but it's exciting kind of to see Rivero out there is a guy who you know. He's a known quantity, and I think he's probably going to start to get a little bit more attention this year, being the closer from day one than he did last year. Anything else you'd like to add, Adam Barry? I'm excited to be here on Photo Day with you, Danny. Awesome. All right, that's going to be a wrap for us from Photo Day. It's Wednesday, and um, there's a lot to look forward to from the Pirates. We're excited, and if you would like to get any more of your Pirates fix, you can go to Pirates.com and check out all of the great work that is there. Is there a story this week, Adam, that you're working on? I actually had a lot of fun on a story I just wrote about the Pirates Breakfast Club that I mentioned earlier with uh, Jamison Tyone, Joe Musgrove, Chad Cool, Stephen Brault, Trevor Williams, Tyler Glasnow, all these guys, they literally just they go and they eat breakfast together for 30 or 45 minutes to try to like build cohesion as a young pitching staff. I think it's fun. Like They don't just talk about baseball, which everybody wants them to. Like They talk about Black Panther and how they just went to see that movie. They talk about like ideas for Stephen Brault and Trevor Williams' podcast. They goof around, they kid with each other. But it's building like really strong relationships that you see in that clubhouse. And it was a fun story to work on just because you don't get to write about breakfast every day in spring training. I love it. I love breakfast, and you should check it out, pirates.com. With Adam Barry, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.